That's the Elliott Brothers Orchestra from 1956, and we heard that song um, somewhere along the line on our vacation, and we haven't been able to get it out of our head, so hopefully now it's stuck in all of your heads. You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am back from my trip to Disneyland. And it's been so long that I forgot we had our patrons in our intro and someone was talking. And I was like, who is it? Oh, that's right. It's a new introduction. That's right. It's our new intro. I've been reminded. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. I feel, I want to say rested, actually. I feel good about my vacation time. Sometimes when you go on a trip to Disney World, Disneyland, you feel yeah. like you need a vacation from the vacation? Which is pretty good considering the time change because that alone would kill me. I'd yes. be like, I need another day just to like <laughs> try to readjust from that. Yeah. So I, so I want to talk about that because, you know, we're, I'm, I'm from Florida, so there's a three-hour difference in travel. And maybe it won't be the same for everyone listening to this if they decide to travel to Disneyland. You might even be in the same time zone. Um, so I want to talk about that. But overall, what I'd like to talk about today um, in my trip to Disneyland, because I think there are a lot of people out there who go to Disney World the most. Like that's like their park, so to speak. They're yeah. a series of parks. And Disneyland yeah. is the the exception every now and then. Or maybe this is someone's got their first trip lined up. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking of what would I uh, what was going through my mind as a Disney World regular as I was visiting Disneyland. So mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about the obviously the resort we stayed in and why we stayed there and why we would recommend other people staying there, some of the perks of that, some of the good food that we had. Some rides that I think Disneyland does better than Disney World. And mm. this is not at all a complaint session about how Disney World yeah. might have slightly inferior versions of some rides. If you're going to go to Disneyland, I feel like you should do these things because they're a cool version of it. Yeah. Um, some characters, which still blow my mind about how Disneyland treats their characters. Yeah. And some overall stuff. And then some mini deep dives because while I was um, walking around, you know, cu- Curious Greg was on the scene. And every now and then, you just kind of like pick up a vibe if a certain name or something is repeated throughout, like on the walls or something. Like, there's got to be a reason, right? So I was, you know, Always. there just doing some on-the-fly um, research, and I, and I um, compiled some notes, and I want to talk about some stuff because both things that I want to do a little mini deep dive in have ties to Disney in general, but Disney World as well, which I thought was really cool. So um, before we jump historian into... Historian Greg. We're going to have <laughs> story time with Historian Greg. Please join yes. us. Yes. So I do want to mention a couple things that really aren't related to like the normal everyday experience at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to our patch chat, I have slightly um, coded words in our notes. I don't know if you noticed. I did the same thing oh, that I, I do there. I did see that. I was like, oh, yes. I just got coded notes for this too. Yes. Uh, this are we... labeled sweet dreams. So yes. um, one quick note about um, my time in Disneyland is that... I was minding my business. It was 2 a.m., so I was sleeping, probably dreaming of cake. And then I woke up because the ground moved. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. I am not on a cruise. That. Why is the bed moving? And if you're thinking, well, Greg, the bed's supposed to be moving while you're on vacation. It's not that kind of bed movement. Like, mm-hmm. the ground was moving. I heard the building crack. That's how I know that. Like, So, so woke up in a complete sweat and panic because I'm like, oh, my God, was that an earthquake? You've got to be kidding me. I've never, I don't, I don't know where earthquakes. I'm from New York. Yeah. And we don't really have earthquakes on Long Island. So... Um, 
I hop onto Twitter, you know, number one, America's number one source for instant news. And sure enough, Los Angeles was trending. And I thought, oh, that's not good for, I feel like it's mm-hmm. never good if a city is trending, right? Yeah. Sure enough, a 4.2 magnitude earthquake was reported uh, eight miles off the coast of Malibu. By the way, if you're from California, if you ever lived in California, you probably um, just kind of laughed when you heard me say 4.2 magnitude because it's kind of low, right? Yeah. I'm very well aware that it's a low magnitude. Listen, earthquake. anything is enough for a Floridian, okay? Or anyone yeah, who's that's like what not. I said. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. The ground moved, yeah. right? Like that's not supposed to move. I've and always then, been curious kind of like what that's like because how long did it last? Like most things in bed with me, it was over pretty quickly. So um, I I just, I got woken up and, and Nicole didn't. She was asleep and I didn't want to like bother her. And then, and then I was like, oh my God, yeah. what, are the, what are aftershocks like and whatever. So I didn't exactly mm-hmm. immediately fall back asleep because I was like, now for all I know, the world's going to end. So am I going to die in this I'm Disney gonna die. building? And then I thought if I'm going to go, I, at least I'll be on Disney property. Yeah. That's like right. this way my ghost is still like attached to this land and I get to still hang out there. Yeah, but what if you were stuck in the hotel? That's okay. It's a beautiful hotel. What, what if you were recommend? stuck in that hotel room? <laughs> oh, that's not so good. Although also yeah. a beautiful room. I had a great view, which we'll talk about. You did about. have a good view. So. Um, so, you know, again, if you've experienced an earthquake, and I don't mean to make light, there are serious earthquakes in oh, life, right? Yeah. This was not a serious one. Yeah. Um, so we, I have some coworkers who we communicate with mostly virtually because, you know, I'm in Florida and they're in California, um, and one of which I actually got to see while I was there. But... Um, when I told was when I was telling like my group when we got back about how my trip was, they were LOLing at the earthquake, and I was like, "Are you laughing because you didn't even wake up?" And they were all like, "Yeah, we didn't even we found out about it on the news. Like we didn't yeah. even wake up." You're like, "Look, I'm terrified. <laughs> I just don't expect it." Right? Hurricanes make sense. I see clouds and rain. You know what's coming. But the thing that you take for granted, like gravity pulls you to the earth, and then that earth moves. There's something wrong with that. I'm also curious, like how that works when it comes to certain rides, because I'm like. Okay, like what is the like what do we have to check up now on certain mm. rides that are out there because the ground just moved meaning that things are Shifted. shifting around. Yeah. So I don't know. Um also if they had earthquakes in Florida, you know that damn yeti would never like that <laughs> like you could just go ahead and like bury there, it at that there point. There was There's one. No I had so I had other coworkers who have been around here for a while ago. We had an earthquake. I mean like I don't know how long a while ago and yeah. I don't think it was severe. Uh, they happen, right? We've had some in New York yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we've had them in South Carolina. It's very, it's I, I have like felt them before. Where it was just kind of like, what was that? Two a.m. But nothing where like I've always been curious about the ones that last like a little while mm. in the grounds rumbling. Like in the I'm movies. Curious. Yeah. I don't know if there's any Fresh Prince of Bel Air fans out there, but there's this I mean, episode you're, where you're he, he is in the basement with a girl who incidentally has all fake things. If you remember her, like fake eyebrows, fake yes. fake hair, yeah, yes. fake earrings. But anyway. Um, and I just remember her saying, no, the, I remember um, Will Smith's character, Will, saying, uh, no, the ground moved. That's literally all I could think about the whole time. I was like, no, the ground moved. <laughs> Something is wrong. Uh, for some reason, I kept thinking of, um, was it the live action Cinderella where there was the earthquake? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I, don't think I saw that. Maybe it wasn't the live action. There was one Cinderella. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? I think it's a Cinderella story. Oh, with... Chad Michael Murray and, is it Hillary? No, not Hillary Duff. Duff. It yes. Hillary Duff? Okay. I think that's what I'm thinking of, where there's an earthquake and that's how our dad dies. Anyway, spoiler spoiler alert. (laughs) Okay. Um, That was one thing. So if you ever do experience an earthquake, just know that it's a safe place to be, I guess. I don't know. It woke me up. Also, Um, if you experience them on the regular, reach out and let us know. We would love... (laughs) Feel free to reach out. We would love to hear more about them. Would love a pro tip on an earthquake. I don't think I'm asking for a lot. Yeah. Um, One other thing before we jump into like more specific Disneyland stuff is you may have heard and seen online the wild wait times for Walt Disney World's Splash Mountain 
on mm. January 22nd because it was its last day of operation, like to over 200 minutes, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm in Disneyland Park at that exact moment and I walk by that Splash Mountain and it was a five minute wait. Yeah. And I was like, oh, everybody. And I and I totally understand. And I, I wrote in the notes that it's Splash Mania because I think... I think maybe I think it's okay for us as a as a group of of Disney fans to admit mm-hmm. that some of us went a little overboard with our reaction to Splash Mountain closing. This is not at all a political statement. I met the people who left um, stuffed animals outside the ride, the ride in remembrance. Oh my god! And the people who, whether it's real or it's alleged, that they packaged up water and tried to sell it on eBay. Okay, yeah, that as um, Splash Mountain authentic water. Yeah, that all needs to end right there. My favorite was um, everyone posting the memes about how it's already been turned into a spirit Halloween. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I. Like, you know, I'm always excited for new things. Am I yes. still pretty salty about the fact that they didn't make it a Pocahontas ride? Yeah, sure. Mm. Just around the river bend. But um, I am sad that I was like, it is sad that I will never ride that ride again. But then mm. I was like, but you know what? Disneyland does have it. So for I'm a couple more, more months. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Until March, Yeah, you're I right. Um, when that one's gone, I'll be really sad. Mm. Well, because there's not a lot of like those rides that I re- let the I remember so much mm-hmm. that are closed now that like you'll never see again kind of thing and so yes. i think that's where i'm like oh man this is like the first one i feel like that yeah we always talk about mr toad's wild ride and stuff but i don't remember those as much as i remember splash mountain because i've been riding splash mountain like literally my entire life feels yeah. like so i think the good news about this attraction which i got to do again i haven't done it in so long so i did of course i did it while mm-hmm. i was in disneyland i didn't do it that particular day because it was cold that's probably mm. why the wait time was only five minutes. I waited yeah, to get all the warmer out. Cold it, how cold it was while you were there. It was I was like laughing at seeing you in a hoodie yeah. like every morning. I was in multiple hoodies on certain days. But anyway, yeah. so I did it. And I, I I remember, so I was on the ride and it was a little chilly and I got pretty wet. But the whole time I was thinking, by the way, they don't have restraints on their ride there. There's no safety bar on their Splash Mountain. <laughs> you just sit anyway. I mean, but you don't really need them. But anyway. You're locked in. You really wasn't. Gonna, anyway. Yeah. So, um. The thing about Splash Mountain is, is that for me, most of the fun is obviously the drops because there's multiple drops, multiple opportunities mm-hmm. to get wet. And yeah. the music, obviously, right? Like you get the zippity doo yeah. da song stuck in your head. I think the nice <laughs> thing about <laughs> Princess and the Frog <laughs> is that some of the, the songs from there are pretty iconic and are also earwormy. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to how they incorporate some of the more iconic Princess and the Frog songs on that, right? Because I think yeah. it'll make it a fun time. Yeah, I will miss some of the. How do you do? Yes. <laughs> All the random like banjo-y sounds. Yeah, I'm curious like what things are going to kind of like keep and like just turn into something else. Because there's mm. a lot of that stuff that it's like, I mean, you don't really need to change that. Just kind of yeah. repaint it maybe. I don't know. But I mean, obviously the birds on the boat and stuff are going to have to go. But And we think the the ride vehicles, the lot, you know, the the logs themselves Those are staying the same, stay the same. I mean, they why might, wouldn't they i feel like they might make them darker like a darker they might color repaint them, but i think the but, vehicle itself yeah yeah we shall see we shall all right see. so let's dig into visiting disneyland as a disney world regular I wait guess, you went to disneyland i know i'm wearing a disneyland <laughs> shirt it was all over my story our story um on both our podcast account and my personal account so yeah um, hopefully you all enjoyed, you know, I was trying not to overdo it or just share nothing, not share anything for the sake of sharing it. Just, you know, if I thought something looked cool, I wanted to share it. So, um, first I thought we'd talk about the hotel we stayed at. We did stay at one of the three Disney resorts there. This is our third time staying at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel. They don't call it a resort there. It is a hotel. Um, we are Disney Vacation Club members, so we used our points there. And I feel like I need to say that mm-hmm. because 
the hotel is otherwise pretty expensive. Very expensive. It's expensive. So, um, you know, we, we used our points for that, and we were there for six nights, which was uh, truly, I think, the, a great stay, right? I mean, like, that's like a, a, a yeah. an ideal that's time frame. And we'll talk about more when we answer some questions that you all submitted about Disneyland. And um, there are some Disney touches, as you might imagine, because it's a deluxe resort. They're maybe a little bit more subtle, right? It's not like our Valley Resorts here where there's like a big giant Ursula, right? Um, there are some... What uh, you got some, against Ursula? Nothing against Ursula, but you know what I'm saying. That was the Is first thing. Is it because she's black and purple? Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> so there's like a there's like Chip and Dale and the carpet, along with Hidden Mickeys, which are usual. But in the room... Um, I thought it was interesting because there's a thumper on the lampshade, which is kind of cool. You don't get a lot of Bambi characters floating mm-hmm. around resorts. And then in the primary bathroom, there's a border around, you know, like the perimeter of the, where you'd, you know, where you put a border in a room at the top. Yeah. And um, there were Pinocchio characters, which again, also are pretty underrepresented in the resort. So it's Pinocchio, yeah. Jiminy, Figaro. And I had to look up the fish's name, uh, Cleo, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. And, the most adorable um, fish ever. And yeah. And it was cool to, to see different types of, of characters in there. So just those are just some quick, subtle Disney touches in, in the room. Um, and our balcony was yeah. um, had a great view. Nice. We overlooked uh, Disney California Adventure. So basically, you're overlooking Pixar Pier um, yeah. the whole time. I know you could like kind of hear, you know, like if, if stuff's going on in the park, you can kind of hear like the echoes of it. But otherwise, like when you first get up in the morning and go out there, was it pretty quiet? It's so funny you ask, Beth. It's almost as if, I don't even know if you know, but I brought a piece of audio with me. So oh. um, I recorded myself in the room. You? So it's kinda, audio? I know. So it's kind of self-explanatory about okay. what's going on. But I'm in um, the living room uh, near the door to the balcony. And, I'm, you know, and I'm, okay. I'll kind of walk you through what's going on. So here's a little clip from me, quote, live from the room in uh, the Grand California Hotel in Disneyland. Okay, I am standing by the door to leave the living room area to go out onto the balcony. So let's see if you can kind of hear the sound effects from out in the park. Maybe in the distance, right? It's like a little muted, a little faint. But let's open the door. much louder. Lots of screams. So right outside um, our balcony, it's the part of Disney California Adventure. It's So it's Pixar Pier. Mm-hmm. Uh, although this isn't Pixar, but it's in the area. It's Goofy's Sky School or something. Sorry, I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact name of it. Yeah. But it's a mousetrap style coaster. So, you know, it's got those like quick turns where you're like you're flying yeah. around, getting whipped around. Um, so people scream a whole lot on that ride. Like Primeval Death. Yeah. It's like that, except the vehicles don't don't uh, spin, right? Spin. Yes. So you yeah, hear that. Yeah, that was that. pretty loud. And after a while, I kind of tune it out. And, you know, as the night goes on, um, or as we're going to bed, let's say, and like, you know, we're not really making yeah. any more noise in the room ourselves. We can just hear what's coming in. Um, you can hear them, but I eventually just tune them out. But like, were you ever up in the morning out there before the park opened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, okay. So it was like quiet something... then? I mean. Here's something that we did. So I know in the beginning of this episode, you mentioned maybe needing a day to catch up. Mm-hmm. from um, the time we decided to stay on Orlando time the whole time. Okay. So we were going to bed, I'm going to say pretty early in California. It was like the first night we were in bed by seven. It was seven okay. o'clock and we were going to bed, well, but we were pretty tired. Yeah. I mean, we, that was travel day. Yeah. Um, you hear my voice cracking? That was, that was travel day. And, um, but we <laughs> were waking up day. and we were waking up around like four o'clock in the morning, most mornings. So we would be mm. eating breakfast before 5 a.m. 
we would get to the part we would have plenty of time to go for a rope drop and we'd okay. be eating lunch at like 10 in the morning which i know yeah. might sound silly but for us it was still like you know one noon o'clock one o'clock. In the afternoon yeah. yeah and then we'd be eating dinner around three and then we'd be like wrapping our night up in the six or seven o'clock hour and then kind of going to bed before like eight ish yeah so every morning we were up a solid two hours before like they were doing anything so i know i posted some videos i think just to our mm-hmm. close friends so just for our, our um, patrons to see like the um like the maintenance vehicles driving around like what would normally yeah. be a walkway in the park yeah and just a bunch of those vehicles around and you know i'm just i'm that was just from a balcony i wasn't like you know in our backstage anywhere i was really just from our balcony yeah. in the room so um so yeah it was beautiful in the morning so there's an observation deck um in the villa's side of the resort where you just need your hotel key to open it up and um it overlooks like it's just a more it's an elevated version of you know an observation deck of pixar pier so if you see any videos or kind of more landscapey photos that's pretty much where, where i was from. when i took them because you you get above some of the trees and you get like a nice view of the cars land mountains mm-hmm. you look directly to the left you can see a uh, mission breakout their version of tower terror which i know is a photo that i posted yeah um and it's just it's just so beautiful so did you guys ever stay out late enough though to see like fireworks or anything any of the um, shows we, we did not well here's the thing disneyland doesn't do fireworks every night they only do them okay. on the weekends and um which were most that we were there mostly not on weekends on the weekend they're so poor how poor of them (laughs) and then there are is a quick burst of fireworks spoiler in uh world of color but world of color was happening in the eight o'clock hour so uh, except for the one night where they did it at 6 45 we pretty much were they were sleeping through world of color you're like that's really pretty good night yes (laughs) okay so since you were like talking about how you guys were going to bed early getting up early let's talk about i want to hear about early entry yes so tell me about what it's like early entry there it's at Disneyland. similar to Disney World in that it's a half an hour before park open. And okay. at least while we were there, so I don't know if this is like that all the time, but it was both parks had 30 minutes of, of early entry for Disneyland Resort guests. So Grand Californian, like Disneyland Hotel, hours. or Pixar Pier Resort to the ones where you get the early entry. Okay. Um, that I'm aware of anyway. I don't think they do good neighbor stuff there like we do here. I mm. believe it's just the Disney. So yeah. um, what I'll tell you is if you're if you're staying at the Grand Californian, you want to get out there early. So as an example, for the day that we were going to Disneyland, let's say, on this particular day, Disneyland opened at 8 a.m. And then early entry was 7.30. So the thing about the California, the, the thing about the Grand Californian is we have our own little like entrance into their downtown Disney, which gets you to the park entrance so very different okay. than our disney springs here um this downtown disney like is it like is. it's like city walk yeah. getting into the two parks at universal if you've ever done yeah. that it's right? like that's how disneyland paris is pretty yes. much laid out it's like their little downtown area but leads right to the park yep in, or, in order to get into the parks you, from our you have to go through downtown yeah. disney and then obviously they do their security before you get into downtown disney so there's a there's an, uh the resort has its own little entrance into downtown disney with its own little screeners and I will tell you that they don't have like the the x-ray machines. They have the old school metal detectors. So they still have to yeah. check all of your bags. So yeah. it it's pretty it's a pretty backed up process. So on this day when the park opened at 8, 7.30 for early entry, um, we uh, found out that security starts their um, process. They start checking guests at 7 a.m. So um, there was one day where we got there, maybe we didn't know this, but we got there at about 7.05 thinking, okay, maybe it'll take 10 minutes to get through security. It was like a 20 plus minute wait to get and this is just hotel guests right this isn't like the people coming off the guests coming off the trams from the parking lot this is just resort guests so um by the time we got in on that particular day it was well after 7 30 it was almost eight o'clock 
and we were trying to go on to, to we were trying to rope drop Peter Pan because it's not a Lightning Lane attraction, and we weren't mm-hmm. really doing Lightning Lane a lot. Um, I really, I did it one part of one day, but anyway, um, the line was like already thirty minutes. We're like, oh, what the crap? So yeah. um, we learned that six forty-five was the ideal time where you're not sacrificing too much of your morning. Um, we left around you know six forty, six forty-five. Go down there. We were maybe eight minutes away um, from the security checkpoint. But it was only okay. because they didn't even start yet. They don't start till seven. So at that point, we were in um, we were in downtown Disney before like seven fifteen. Then you wait at the gates. They open up the Disneyland yeah, like- gates at seven twenty, and they let you know they let guests kind of fill up their main street. Yeah. You go off to the right where you have to scan your card to show that you're a resort guest, and if you're not, you wait up to the left, and they let you into not every land in their park, kind of like here. Just certain mm-hmm. areas. Fantasyland is always safe. It's a safe bet. It's got all the classic attractions in it, whether it's yeah. here at Magic Kingdom or there at Disneyland Park. So uh, early entry, arriving at 645 and doing that business where we were, I mean, we were walking in the gates at 722 and we were okay. lining up to get on rides by 730. We were able to do six attractions between that 7.30 time when the park opened and about 9.30. And we were not running, right? We were at a, le- yeah. I'll tell you, we were at a leisurely pace. And our ride broke yeah. down on Pirates. And we were on there for an additional 10 to 15 minutes. So wow. I feel like that's pretty good. Six rides. And they're, they're pretty good rides. I mean, the, you know, the nice thing about Disneyland Park is that's where their Galaxy's Edge is. So, I mean, mm. everyone was Goes running there. to the back corner of the park because they want to get on rides. And, yeah. you know, what they didn't know was that Rise was not going to open that morning. So they were still running there. And, mm. and I do mean running. They tell you very nicely not to run. And, of course, people right. are running. But our six rides that we did in those two hours of time where we did not wait um, was Peter Pan. That was the only attraction that had some type of wait. It was maybe 10 minutes because people okay. run there. So we did Peter yeah. Pan, uh, the Snow White Enchanted, Snow White's Enchanted Wish, I believe is what it's called, right? It's no longer Snow White Scary Adventure. Yeah. They um they updated it. We did Pinocchio's Daring Adventure, uh, Nightmare Fuel. Very weird. Got to do it. Classic dark attraction, but very weird. Yeah. Um, we did Pirates and then Haunted Mansion and then Buzz Lightyear Astro Blast. So jealous about Haunted Mansion. Ooh, because so it was jealous. the holiday overlay. And pirates. Everybody. And pirates. I want to do their pirates. Good real bad. lord. Their Nightmare Before Christmas overlay is mind blowing. Yeah. I, so I. When I hear overlay, I think Jingle Cruise, where there's a couple of gifts mm-hmm. floating in the water, right? No, this is or like legit. Or our Speedway, where they put up a Christmas tree or two. You know what I'm talking about? Space Mountain, <laughs> they like, put look, red lights like out. Ball that, yeah, here's a light ball. Yes. They put the <laughs> word Christmas great? on a piece of paper, and then, then there it is. So this <laughs> yeah. was like, I mean, it could have been a completely different attraction. The narration was right, different. Yeah. The music was different. All of the props, the scenes were like blocked out and redone. It well, was, that's why they have to like close it yeah, for it's closed a certain right amount of time to, to set it up yep, to revert and it. then take it down. Because you think about Jingle Cruise, I'm like, it doesn't take them that long to do it, to change it, ed, change that over. It's a shame that we don't go to that level. And I get, I get why. Yeah, I know. It's you know just, why. Uh, it's so, so cool. So anyway, that's, that's the story with early entry for Disneyland. And it's pretty okay. similar over at California Adventure, so the other park. And what's nice about this resort is that um, the back of the property for the Grand Californian Hotel leads directly into the park. Whereas if you're going to Disneyland, you have to go into into downtown Disney right. first, walk a little bit, and then get to the gate. But the, this resort has its own entrance. Like you you are walking past the pool, and then boom, you go through security, and then you're in the park, which is really cool. Yeah. 
Um, same thing. The line gets backed up. So you got same so thing. Can I ask away. though, like why, why you guys rented a car versus just like Ubering to the hotel if y'all were basically going to stay on property? It was uh, about the same price as Ubers because my mom is oh. a whiz at getting rental cars. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And I was we, like, man, that just seems like. Last yeah. time we, um, I don't, we didn't like run out of groceries, they... but we wound up wanting to go get more. And then yeah. rather than do a delivery, which also cost, we we calculated it and it was basically the same price. I mean, with a, in a small dollar amount difference. And then, yeah. but then I'm driving and sometimes people drive crazy and um, Nicole is prone yeah. to motion sickness and, you know, she's about to fly. So we tried to play it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why we decided to rent a car. Gotcha. Fair question okay. though, because I don't know that that's yeah, for that everybody. I just thought of that. So do they still, um, like, do they still charge for parking? Over there, they do, but not um, for DVC members. DVC that is members. a, a okay. perk that we currently have. Cool. So okay. That, well, now that we talked about early entry, wait, are well, you ready I have to, to give food? you one fair warning, everybody. Look <gasps> okay. at which freaking rides are open for early entry because we were noobs and did not do this for DCA for California Adventure, and we went right to Pixar Pier because I just wanted to do Toy Story Mania. As we know, it's like one of my favorite rides. Um, yeah. I know you might be thinking, Greg, you didn't want to. Rope Drop Mission Breakout or the Web Slingers Ride or even Coaster. No. So thank you, everybody. But no, I wanted to go right to Toy Story Mania. And then mm-hmm. maybe I'd be brave enough to do Coaster. Spoiler, I was not brave enough. Um, not only did those rides, <laughs> does that area not open at 730, they had a delay opening every morning we were there. So I don't know if it's just like a oh, thing or if it's earthquake weird. related. But um, yeah. They maybe, opened maybe, at like hopefully? eight fifteen, eight twenty every day, every morning that we were there at DCA, which is which is fine. But you know, like we, were, I could have slept in an extra forty minutes. Like, what do I know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So don't do what we did. Definitely look. Um. What what and it's on the website. I didn't even. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm. Okay. Yikes! But because there Pro was tip, hot tip because the attraction, the Incredicoaster attraction, wasn't operating. Um, and we were like waiting to go into Toy Story Mania, which was they were also having delayed open. Eventually, they started sending around some empty trains on the, you know, to test it, you mm. know, as they as they prepare to open. But yeah, we heard people screaming, so we're like, "What?" And then we look, and the, the sure enough, the ride was empty, like it was going around, but there were no one in the seats. And then uh, that's when we realized they have a scream track on the attraction. Oh. And if you you may remember that the attraction wasn't always called the Incredicoaster; it used to be called mm. California Screaming. So at the part where they're doing the loop, there's an audio, and it may be in other places, but that's the place we noticed it. Um, There's there's a scream track that happens right there. They got you. That's where they get you. you. They're like, listen to all those people having such a good time. In reality, it's I mean, people are probably screaming, but this way, it's like a guaranteed always scream. Yeah, but it's not always that. Okay, are you ready to talk about some food? Yes. So I thought I would challenge myself to give you a list of all of the table service restaurants we went to in one breath. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Okay. Deep breath. (gasps) Storytellers Cafe. That's it. We only did one, everybody. I don't know what to tell you all. Um, I think we're quick service people. Ultimately, Um, we had previously had in our, in our trip last year, we tried a a few more places. And um, so Storytellers Cafe is the is one of the table service restaurants within the hotel there within the Grand Californian. It was it's not in either of the parks, and uh, we did the we did the breakfast. It was character dining, and um, I'll get into character dining and whether it's truly worth it in Disneyland in a mm-hmm. moment. Because to me, it's okay. very different than Disney World. This is one thing that like there's a stark difference, and and again, this is how they treat their characters, how they make yeah. their characters available. I'll say over there okay. versus here. 
So um, we did do a bunch of quick service places, and I want to highlight a few that have some standouts. Uh, in Disneyland Park, the Red Rose Tavern, it looks a lot like Pinocchio Village House, but it's Beauty and the Beast themed, but it has like that okay. same like kind of wooden bench yeah. feeling and like tile everywhere thing. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, I got the chef salad. Who cares? It's a chef salad. But the dessert, their gray stuff, is truly delicious. delicious. It is so good. So it's like a almost like a red velvet kind of cupcake with a raspberry compote, and then the whole thing is coated with the gray stuff. And then it's on so a little like... that's kind of different, right, than the gray stuff? Well, I guess I don't know. that's just the gray stuff on top of it. It is. And then and on t- uh, underneath all of that is like a, kind of a shortbread type cookie. To me, like yeah. that was... That's probably my Ooh. favorite dessert in that park is that right there because it's everything that i like out of a dessert like it's not overwhelming um Mm -hmm. it has like nice distinct sugary taste with chocolate and like a little sweetness going on with the shortbread cook like the whole thing was just so good um jolly holiday is another great example um another great option of a quick service however their mobile order um backs up pretty quickly so Mm -hmm. we were often having to order an hour before we were going to eat so it would be like you know, four, it would be like 3.30, we're getting ready for dinner. Um, and we would have to order around like 2.45, 3 o'clock because they were operating 30 to 40 to yeah. 60 minutes in the future because it's a kind of a smaller place. And they have a lot of signature things there. I think they're famous for their grilled cheese and tomato soup situation. We did not do that. Okay. I instead got their cranberry pecan salad with feta cheese um, just because I really liked that. It. it was a nice little light, a little light yeah. uh, option. Nicole had a gluten-free uh, turkey sandwich one night and then also was able to get that salad. The Hungry Bear over in Critter Country. So that's kind of right next to their Splash Mountain, if that helps you figure out okay. where that is in the park. It's basically like a, like a Frontierland kind of a vibe. I had a spicy chicken sandwich there. And they have crinkle-cut fries, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually opted out of that and got the uh, onion rings instead. Oof. A crime even better they also have um you're like can i get half and half thanks yeah it just it was an, and it's a two-level uh place and it's all outdoors the thing about you know california is the weather is a little different so a lot mm-hmm. of their their places uh, they certainly have more outdoor seating than than in disney world um that's so that's a disneyland over at california adventure you may have seen we ate at flo's v8 cafe a few times mm-hmm. um i think we ate there three three times on our uh trip we Love had it. um Every time we went, we got the low and slow turkey club with steak fries and ranch. And the thing is, their ranch dressing is not out. You have to ask for it. And it's, mm. I don't want to say it's homemade, but it doesn't taste like it's straight out of a bottle. It might actually like, be homemade. It doesn't taste like Hidden Valley Ranch. No, nothing wrong with uh, HVR. Big fan. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, sometimes you like kind of more thicker version yeah. of it that you could tell might have been whipped up somewhere in the back. So uh, make sure you ask for your ranch dressing. You also have to ask for, for cutlery and you have to ask for cups of water and you have to ask for um, one other thing. And I kept, I felt like I was bothering They're like, every anything time. else, sir? Yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, make it available <laughs> to me and I won't have to freaking ask it. So, um, yeah. and again, just, it was like a nice uh, break from like burgers and stuff. And I don't know, it's a tur- I got yeah. a turkey, it's a turkey sandwich, right? It's nothing like crazy, but it's got bacon in it and like an aioli on it. And um, ooh, those steak fries, um, Smoke Jumpers Grill, which is... Um, is that considered their Grizzly Peak area? I don't know. It's right next to their Soren. So it's got like this like airport hangar industrial kind of a vibe. Like there's like a tin okay. roof. Anyway, um, I just got a grilled chicken sandwich, which Rusty. had a roasted garlic aioli and crinkle, crinkle cut fries on the mm-hmm. side. Basic like theme park food, but it was so good. 
And the quick service in our hotel at the Grand Californian, um, I just was in the mood for something slightly smaller in size. Didn't care if it was greasy, but I got their kids meal chicken tenders and they were, as I wrote in the notes, banging. They were so good. I, I can't believe how good they were. And uh, their fries were like, they were almost like steak fries. They were like slightly thinned out steak fries. I don't know how else to describe yeah. them. They were like kind of like smushed regular fries. If that makes yeah, any seems sense. seems like a lot of their food is just better there. Ooh, it's just the stuff like that we had was so food good. At least. I mean, you but know. I think the best quick service meal I had was our first day. We landed, we drove in, right? After we had our sandwiches in the car, which we talked about in our on our mm-hmm. uh, Patreon bonus episode. But um, once we got to Disney property, we um, our room wasn't quite ready, which was fine because it was like 11 something in the morning. We um, we walked over to the Disneyland Hotel, the classic Disneyland Hotel, and we went to their Tangaroa Terrace Tropical Bar and Grill, which is also table service, but you can do like the table service to go thing, which essentially makes okay. it a quick service. Yeah. So I got their Hawaiian burger, which was a half pound patty. It had bacon, Havarti cheese, a sweet and spicy spread, grilled pineapple, and it came with sweet potato fries, like in a like a mountain of them. It was like a, a heaping yeah. portion, and that was so good. Nicole got a like, teriyaki chicken rice and vegetable option. Oh yeah, I remember you showed yes. that. It was like a big portion. It was a lot, and it was a perfect. I don't know about you or anyone else, but like sometimes we need a, like certain type of food to kind of settle mm-hmm. our stomach, so to speak. So for her, like that rice and the chicken did the job, and that burger. Yeah. We were like we were starving. It was we were pretty hungry. We had been up at yeah. that point for like. Eight or nine hours, Ever. right? Um, and then we got the text that our room was ready, which was perfect. We got to, it was only like 1230 when we found out our room was ready, which is pretty good. That is nice. Um, and we got to go ch- officially check in. And uh, one other thing I'll mention about food around the parks is I had a little bit of an addiction. Well, I stopped posting about it. I think I posted twice, <laughs> but we kept. Or, oh, is it your ice cream sundaes that you're rubbing in my four face? four ice cream sundaes while I was there. Oh my gosh. Um, which okay, is a big deal. that's not bad. Well, I normally have zero, okay? I don't well, normally yeah. eat ice cream like that, but it but was... you're not normally in Disneyland, so Well, it's two it's scoops fine. of ice cream. Um, first night was mint chocolate chip with... So two scoops and a big Mickey waffle cone thing <sighs> with, with a lot of hot fudge, whipped cream, and a cherry. And then the next three nights, I subbed out the mint chocolate chip because that's it was called a firehouse mint chocolate chip Sunday, but you can get whatever ice cream you wanted. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I got uh, chocolate chip cookie dough the next three days in a row. <laughs> I can't so I good. can't figure out why it was so good. Maybe it's just because I was happy. Or um their hot fudge too, which is really good. Dude, Disney ice cream is just it's so good. And it's, it's on um, another level. It's on another it's level. It's dryers, which is a regional naming of Edie's, right? So like mm, you know what yeah. you're getting into. Like it's just right. it's you could buy it in the store. But that hot fudge mm, The hot fudge, man, that really Yes. Kicks it over the edge there. And for this you. was at Gibson Girl Ice Cream right there on Main Street in Disneyland. And for the love of God, please make sure you're doing your mobile order. I don't understand why not everyone does it. I would be the only one picking up a mobile order and the line would be like switched back four times in the store. And it's like, what are you all yeah. doing? I know that sometimes you might be ordering with a food allergy or something. That's different. I doubt everyone in the line was ordering. Yeah, those with a food people allergy. weren't. There's no way. They don't do they mobile order at ours? Uh, no, I don't think they do. No, not only do, like, do we not have mobile order, but theirs is huge. Like you, you have room yeah, to walk around. Like tiny. the line is only inside. There's yeah. no outdoor section to the line. If um, anybody should be mobile ordering, it should be ours. Yes, right. But. So anyway, um, just it was so good, and I'm so glad I got that. And uh, you know, it's January, so I was able to eat ice cream at like two in the afternoon, and it wasn't melting right away because it's not a million degrees out. I know it's not yep. like that all the time, but this time of year it was beautiful. 
Also, no one's judging you. <laughs> I don't even care if they were, man, because that was so good. Mm. Ooh, I'm thinking about it. Those can't wait. empty calories. Can't wait to go back. So good. I, can, I mean, I can get hot fudge somewhere else, but just it was it was the vibe sitting there on Main Street eating yeah. an ice cream like a child. The thing was, I was we were sitting on the curb the way that you do here, right? You sit down on the curb if you can't find a mm-hmm. bench. And um, since I was sitting down, uh, as people were leaving, if I did, if I got the ice cream at night, I'm on the same eye level as kids. So so many kids would be walking by me, and they would slowly like watch, like they would be walking forward <laughs> but turning their head as they kept going. You're like, ooh, right here, yes. right here. So mm-hmm. like they kept right like there. they did like the wide eye, like cartoon, <laughs> like a ooga eyes at my ice cream all the time. Yeah, I feel like I sitting it. on the curb eating ice cream is the American way. <laughs> oh, so good. So that's food. I thought I would mm-hmm. mention some attractions that I think you'd want to check out if you're visiting Disneyland and you consider yourself a Walt Disney World regular. I know I mentioned yeah, these pirates. These are the ones that you think you think are better. Well, I'm Just not necessarily going to say, say that, but Just say it. like this next one, 100% hands down, no doubt about it, it's better. It's just okay. better at Disneyland, and that is their Pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean. Caribbean. If for no other reason, their ride is 15 minutes long. Ours is about eight or so. Um, I'm all about that. Yeah, that's almost double. I mean, it's so Mm -hmm. they do such a good job of the buildup before you see the pirates. I don't want to necessarily spoil it, but it looks a lot like the beginning of the um, Grand Fiesta tour in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. Right, they have like a whole other... Yeah, they got like whole other things going on. Yes, and there are... They're like in the bayou. Um, if you don't want any more spoilers, feel free to skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, there's two drops in the ride, and I like to mention that because for people like Nicole who don't want to be surprised by a drop in a ride uh, like we were the first time, I feel like it's worth it to mention it. And they just do a really good job of, of pirates there. Their Big Thunder Mountain, also a better version of it, I will say. This is only the second one I've been on. I don't know what Disneyland Paris is like. You know, I haven't ridden that personally. But I'll tell you what, Disneyland Paris is better than both. Okay. I haven't been on I haven't been on Disneyland, but I will tell you Paris is incredible. Yeah, because they theirs is on the island, right? You have to like Yeah. It's cool. And it's longer and it's faster. Mm. It's just cooler. But I, would... I do remember okay, I do remember seeing some of your stories and I was like, okay, they do when you're going through the one um uh, the tunnel like towards the end and mm-hmm. they have all of the um Dynamite. The dynamite they do have that in Disneyland Ooh, Paris. And I remember so we good. were both like, Why don't we have this? Like, why haven't they done this in ours? And I, I so I did see that and was like, Oh good, they have that there. Mm-hmm. So that is a It's a crime. So every time they yeah. they put um Big Thunder down for refurbishment, we're always like, Are they gonna add it? Are they gonna add that show scene? And they never do. <sighs> they should. It'd be so good. I, and I would say that theirs is faster. Maybe it's the same as Disneyland Paris, but I it feel like it was is. faster and whipped me around more than ours. Yeah. Um their Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster, or for us, it's Space Ranger Spin. I'll give you that one. Their, um, this, the, like the sets on the inside, um, I think are nice. There's a lot more things going on, but two things that are important. One, the gun comes out, like the little ray right. blaster. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. You're not limited in movement. But when you hit the target, it like changes its color in a way that like you can tell you actually hit it. Yeah, and... that's my biggest complaint about it. I'm like, how do you know like if it's if you're hitting anything? Mm-hmm. I guess your points are going up, but I'm like, you ain't got time to be looking at that the whole no. time. And it vibrates a little bit. And then they have higher point yeah. options. Like if the target is um, highlighted or like has a ring of light around it. So like it's a little added points. element, a little um, added component of play there. And yeah. I will say their small world over in Disneyland Park is something yeah. you should check out. And um, the big difference between their small world and ours is the inclusion of the Disney characters. So right. where the characters would fit in in their storyline and in their country, they're in that mm-hmm. country's scene in small world and they fit in like it they just blend in so seamlessly but obviously you recognize them 
Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's kind cool. of like a little scavenger hunt when you're in yes, there. Yes. It's guess. like, oh, where are we? Oh, we, this is that that's another like one that I really want to see during holidays mm. because of all the lights that they do beautiful. outside. Beautiful. So beautiful. I definitely want to see that one. Over in DC, I know uh, California Adventure really doesn't have a lot of things that are in other parks that we have, except Toy Story Mania. I mean, it's the same thing. It's literally the exact same ride. And okay. uh, but two things I would recommend, and these might sound a little obvious, but one of which is the Mission Breakout ride, right? That's mm-hmm. their rethemed version of Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. And um, you may remember I posted to our story that I had gone on it, and I had done it once before. But the difference between our Tower of Terror and their Mission Breakout is um, that the elevator that you get into in the attraction at Disneyland is it's already in like the 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 shaft. lift shaft. Whereas in Disney World, you go in and then you the whole vehicle moves forward. Then you go into the drop shaft. So also, you, I feel like with Disney World, like you know where the drops are, you know when they're coming. Yes, because the whole thing changes. Yeah, like you but can, with this like, one, it gets warmer all of a sudden, right? Yeah, but I feel like if you haven't been on this one, you're like, I don't ooh, know what's about to happen in yes. here. Yes, so I had done it once before, and I I remember thinking like, oh, it's so much fun because it kind of like shoots you out, like you're almost immediately doing a, a drop. Yeah, and um, and I thought like, you know what? Let me try to kind of capture that sound you know that thing that i sometimes do because i thought it'd be fun like that 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 feeling or that sound on a on a roller coaster where people scream and then they laugh because it's like funny that you're screaming so much mm-hmm. i wanted to try to capture that because i know that it's going to happen for people who don't know that you kind of catapult into a drop so quickly so i i did record the ride but it turns out that i wasn't prepared for the level of thrill like i thought i was and um, ex- exclaimed a few things. So uh, rather than share the audio of what everyone else sounded like, I edited it down to just me. And um, as a warning, it, this is censored in the sense that the actual profanity has been bleeped out. But I, I do take the Lord's name in vain. So please don't judge me too much, everybody. <laughs> Skip um, ahead if you, if you it, need to. It, it came out. So again, there's no actual curses in here. But mm-hmm. here I am on uh, Mission Breakout in California Adventure. You got clearance, let's roll! Okay, I got And I don't know about you all. I don't know what I, I sound like. I just love like. the giggle. My favorite is the giggle <laughs> in the end. If you miss it, go. But please go back and listen yes. to it. He's just little giggle in the end. I'm like, that's Greg's um, little giggle. And I don't know what I sound like. So I went back and like after I got off the ride, I was like, oh, let me let, let me listen to that. And I was like, oh yeah. gosh. And I'll I tell you what, those rides, it's the music for me. Like it's Mission so Breakout. Cool. I've never been on it, but that between that and Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, it's the music. Yes. Somebody um, wrote it last week and they're like, oh, we got, uh, I think it was the Mouselets when they got off. They're like, we had Conga. And I was like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Of, uh, I want to ride um, it with Conga. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the music alone is like enough just to get you amped. It gets you amped. And like, it's such a different vibe. And I, I'll be honest, I think I ultimately prefer the Mission Breakout version of that style ride mm, because yeah. the atmosphere and there's nothing against tower of terror i love the tower of terror vibe i yeah. wish they could do a tower of terror vibe as a slow dark ride but then i'm realizing that's that's haunted mansion but i think you know what i mean like yeah. i think it'd be cool yeah. for it to be less yeah. thrill um and still get the vibe but leave the thrill to the mission breakout mm-hmm. but um i i think that maybe on our next bonus episode I'll play the unedited version of that. If you're curious what potty mouth Greg sounds like, that's right. Um, you'll hear it on our what we call our Pat Chat, our our bonus episode exclusive our for Pat our Pat Chat, where we interview people named Pat. Yes, <laughs> you'll have to listen to figure out what that means. Okay, but, this next one I wanted to hear about yes. was Web Slingers because we did it for the first time when we were in Paris, okay. and I wanted to see like what your thoughts were on it because 
So I I actually didn't know anything about the attraction. Yeah. I am one of those people I don't like. If I can avoid it, I try to avoid it. Same thing with Tron. I will be writing it in the next week and a half, but I don't know anything about it. Even though like hearing what, like I was like web slingers, like I know it's something that you do, but like I don't understand how this works. Yes. So tell me what your thoughts so, were after uh, you. So essentially, if you, need to, if you need to compare it to an attraction, you can kind of think Toy Story Mania in the sense yeah. that you are kind of playing a game. There's a storyline, obviously, and I don't want to spoil that. You'll figure it out mm-hmm. as you go. Um, Tom Holland is there playing Spider-Man, which is great. And that's when they introduce to you what's going wrong and, and how you can help him in, yeah. in the uh, in the adventure, so to speak. But once you're in your little moving vehicles, um, you're they teach you how to do it. There's like signs along the, the, the queue and stuff. But instead of having like a ray blaster, like toys, like um, the Astro Blasters or uh, mm-hmm. Space Ranger Spin or, Mania. or the little pole handle, like, you know, fake carnival gun in Mania, um, you use your arms like you would if you were Spider-Man. So, you know, in the pictures, they always show you with, you know, like your middle and your ring finger down, right? And your mm-hmm. pointer and your pinky out like you and your thumbs out like you would like Spider-Man. I didn't actually, yeah. I just kind of like had fists. I looked <laughs> well, like I was, I looked like I was milking a cow. You're trying to go so fast. And yeah. so like once you figure out, but it's just crazy the technology because it's like there's sensors that are like, they see your arms moving. Yes. And as you move your arms, there are webs shooting from your arms. Yes. And, and it's just and, nuts because you're like, how is this working? Is working? I don't understand. And you can do more advanced techniques. So you could you could shoot the mm-hmm. web and then pull the object towards you. Yeah. Which, so like not only can you shoot the web, but like it also knows that you wanted to like hold on to that and then pull it in. And I was like yeah. testing it out because, um, you know, I was curious. I, this is like my one shot. And um, it, it honestly, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. If I were yeah. a kid, by the way, I'm a grown oh. I'm a grown man basically. Um, well, if I were if like a, were... a teen or younger, and I was super into Spider Man, like yes. that would be the coolest freaking thing. Yeah, I mean, think about I think about like Halloween, all the little kids that still dress like Spider Man every yeah. year. I'm like, dude, if they if I was like that age and really into Spider Man, I mean, this is the cream of the crop. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Now, I mean, it wears you out. It's like Toy Story Mania. Yes. Like your arms hurt when you're your done because you're just you know, especially if you're competitive, you really get into it. But it's so cool. Yes. Well, I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. I did too. I did it just the one time. This was mm-hmm. on a day that I was doing Lightning Lane, uh, Genie Plus. So FYI, and I know that you know not everyone, not everyone's going to do Genie Plus, but I will say yeah. at around two o'clock that day, I decided to purchase Genie Plus, and I stacked just like I do here. I stacked some for later in the day. I was able to get um, Web Slinger and then Mission Breakout back to back. And then as okay. soon as they went on Mission Breakout, I was able to get um, Splash over at DC at Disneyland because you can park hop with it. And then yeah. I did, um, so I did those two attractions and then I did Splash, Astro Blasters, and Big Thunder, and one other attraction I can't think of right now. Sorry, but it was a total of six rides on Genie Plus. Yeah. And I started was, at two, which I feel like is pretty good. Was this your first time seeing Avengers Campus too? No. No, okay. I've done I Mission Breakout remember... before. And, okay, I couldn't remember um, I if you had like do... done Avengers Campus before. I was like, I couldn't remember when the last time you went. But yep, okay. it was just last year, and Mission Breakout was there, and I did that. We saw like all of the performances that happen in their headquarters there and stuff. Yeah. Um, but this time I wanted to make sure I made it onto Web Slingers because last year it was the virtual queue, and I just didn't get in. Yeah. Um, I think it was virtual queue. Was either that or did Lightning Lane or something? Did you get to see the Flying Spider Man? Yeah, we've seen that. We didn't actually stop yeah. to watch it this time, but we did last year a couple times. Yeah. And of course, all we can see is the TikTok where, you know, he didn't quite make it, Um, but it really only happened once. Yeah. 
But you know how you know how it is. You know how the interwebs yes. is today. No the pun interwebs with Spider-Man. Okay, let's talk about character stuff because yes. what you were talking about earlier, like I want to talk about it. So. Okay. So there's something very unique about Disneyland and the people in Disneyland who haven't been to Disney World and there are people I talk to like don't understand why I was like Nicole and I were freaking out about this. So in Disneyland, they just allow their characters to walk around. And I think the important part here is not that Disney allows it, is that the guests allow it, right? Yeah. They are not mobbing yeah. these characters, you know, or I really would be mauling them um, like they do here. They're, they're just walking around. An example of that, we were in uh, Fantasyland and we're just walking by and then there goes Aladdin. No character attendant in sight. He's literally just walking around. He's got a, an autograph book in his hand and he's writing with his plume. And, um, you know, he's talking to the to the family and he's just like autographing and then he hands it off and it goes like to the next, like, so they're like strolling meet and greets, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and they're then, moving. Yes. And we look over and then there's Merida walking around, like holding the hand of a kid, talking about being brave. And, and, and like, I know it's kind of stereotypical there, but, you know, like just having a, conver- having a conversation with a kid. Like imagine being yeah. a little kid walking around and you see someone who's iconic like that and they just talk to you and keep yeah. them moving. Now, imagine that's in the middle of the dirty south of florida <laughs> <laughs> and there's a million more people it is crazy that like that's how it used to be right mm. i mean even in disney world when we were younger and we growing up that's how it was they would just walk around and it's like when did that sh- like when did it shift where it's so bad i don't that know they had to start doing meet and greets so those are like those are um uh peripheral characters right those are like secondary yeah. don't get me wrong they're not fab five but still so, but those are still characters that a lot of people wait in the long line oh, yeah to meet at disney world but here's the thing the reason why i mentioned they're not the fab five they do have the fab five hanging out in their main street, like town square. I don't know what they call it, sorry. But that area, when you first walk into the park, you go underneath the train station and you're right there in that circle, right? Mm -hmm. Their Fab Five um, hang out there almost the entire day. Now, not like continuously, it is continual. They do take their breaks because, you know, everyone deserves a break. But um, even Mickey Mouse has to take a little coffee break. So, um, but they're just out there rotating. So for the most part, it's Mickey, Minnie, and Pluto. And sometimes it's Goofy, sometimes it's Donald, sometimes it's Daisy. Those are the ones that rotate. Um, but they're there the whole day and they don't announce when they're coming out. They don't publish the times. There's like a double, like a saloon door that you see. You probably have seen it on TikTok of like Daisy Sassily. There's a new word yes. for everybody. Sassily. Like either yeah. entering or exiting it where she like puts her body up against the wall She'll and like, like snap her slinks hand in. up. And yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that. It's right there. Anybody can kind of get close to it, but most people don't. People respect that door. It's it's so bizarre because again, people there would be guests who would be trying to go into that door, right? right. Here anyway. So yeah. um, Mickey will walk out. His character attendant will not be with him. They'll be like in the middle of the square, and then Mickey will just like you know high five and like wave at people, and then he'll like pick a spot in the area, and then a line will form, and like it just forms. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's so yeah. bizarre. No one's like attacking. No one's coming from the other direction. And right. even though people are walking from the other direction, they don't stop and interact. Like they politely go on the line and do it. Yeah. And it's just like that all day. So you don't have to wait on, like you don't have to go to an attraction or a designated yeah. area to meet Mickey, Minnie or you whatever. You don't have to get a fast pass or lightning lane. No, to you, meet. Get to, you can instantly yeah. meet Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and one of the ducks and probably Chip and Dale right there before you even get into like the real heart of the park. And I think yeah. that's such a cool approach to doing it. Because yeah. in Disney World, Magic Kingdom, you have to go to the back of the, literally the back corner of the park now to meet Donald, Daisy, Minnie, and Goofy in the Storybook Circus. You can meet Mickey at Town Square. Yeah. A bit of a wait. Um, I mean, but, I guess the trade-off is like, 
you get more time when you're waiting in line for a meet and greet, right? Like I have to tell you, you this. Um, you so here's what happened. We were waiting, as you might imagine, to see Donald. And course. we didn't see him. And it was day four when Nicole decided to ask a character attendant, like, what's the deal? Where is Donald? Where is so Donnie? Nicole asked the character attendant and he um, he he picked out, he took his uh, a piece of paper out of his pocket and like turned around to like secretly look at it so he could be like, you know, Donald might be visiting at mm-hmm. this time. He said, um, it'll be at 45 after and it was 2.42. So we're like, okay, we can wait three minutes. So three yeah. minutes goes by and then like 10 minutes goes by and then every character is out except for Donald. Like we, we knew that it was the end of that cycle because all of the character attendants who were huddled, like went to their respective spots where the meet and greets are to like hover in that area. Yeah. So we're like, okay. So then um, Chip is just walking by. Chip, like uh, he met everyone on his line and the line dissipated. It just like ended, right? So he's just kind of moving around So Chip just like, and then by the way, they do that a lot. They just like stroll around the thing and they'll come up and interact with you. So Chip came right up to me and Nicole. And Nicole was like, Chip, no disrespect here, but I'm sitting here waiting for Donald. Where is Donald? So yeah. like, you know, they're having a conversation. Chip's obviously miming to Nicole. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Chip's giving us the business for not being excited to see him. But yeah. it is what it is because Nicole is showing Chip her Donald, you know, uh, lounge fly. They um, And then they were laughing and they eventually they took a picture together and Chip was like, don't worry, I love you too type of a thing. And yeah. so they took a picture together. That's the picture I posted where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, kissing Nicole on her face. And then um, maybe 10 minutes goes by and Chip comes back. He comes back up to us and he lets us know through sign language that Donald was there earlier in the day but will not be coming out the rest of the day. Now, I want mm-hmm. to point that out because Chip told us more accurate information than the actual human yeah. character attendant. Weird. Yes. It's weird that he like had a schedule, I guess, and was like, oh, he'll be out in just a minute. Mm. But he didn't come out. And then Chip was like in, in some some pretty intricate um, hand gestures. Yeah, I'm like, what was that like? Yeah, so Chip <laughs> points to Donald and on mm-hmm. and Nicole's bag and... Um, and so, okay, so Donald, it's like playing, playing charades. Yeah. And then he chipped did some hand motions, like, you know, as if to like point to the, like earlier, like it kind of like reverting back. With yeah. The, and then he pointed to his wrist for a watch. I'm like, oh, he was here at a different time. And Chip shook his mm. head. And then I said, oh, was he coming out later? And then we got the head shake. Okay. Aww. Is it because he was already out? And then Chip was like, yes. And Aww. then like, whatever, whatever. Which, by the way, I felt like we were breaking a rule by yeah. ultimately asking, you know, a cast member. But he came back over to you, so... That, that's what I said. We weren't breaking the rules. Yeah. So then, but the funny thing is, as Chip was then going in for his rest, um, he turned... So there's no one else around. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. There could be guests around, but for whatever reason, Chip's alone again, and he's mm-hmm. walking back toward the double door, and he just stops and looks at Nicole, and we're probably, like, 40 or 50 feet from him, right? Like, there okay. could... It's like a scene in the movie where two people lock eyes, and there's, like, people walking into yeah. like traffic in between yeah but you so, know you're both looking at each other exactly so chip and nicole are just looking at each other from across the way and mm-hmm. then um chip does like the the, the flapping wings as if to to do yeah. donald and he gives like a big thumbs down <laughs> <laughs> and then just walks away and it's like shaking That's his funny. head yeah he's so, like, like that we had donald he sucks <laughs> yes so although i i would have thought also that you get more time on a meet and greet when they're dedicated but like we had yeah. s- such a unique and prolonged yeah. interaction with chip that i, I don't know that any yeah. of that would have happened at a character dining at you know a dedicated i guess meet it's and like greet. a toss-up right because like if mickey's out and a line is forming and that's when you want to see him you may not get as much time but, but you do every time you wanted to meet 
Yeah. It was always before they were like uh, closing the line. I just we I don't know if we were having good luck or that's just yeah. how it is. But well, if you miss you, that round, <laughs> you wait ten minutes and they come back out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's the whole yeah. day. We were like, what is happening? It is much better, and I feel like I don't know. It seems like I'd rather it be like that because I would probably hate as it being a character. Mm. I would probably hate just standing there for hours. It's and, a like, lot more. I'd rather be moving around yeah, and like interacting with improv. people around you. Yeah, yeah. more improv. So so that it was it was blowing our minds so much that we were finding ourselves sitting in their Main Street area for yeah. not quite hours at a time, but like about an hour a day. Yeah. Just people watching and watching the characters. The characters would kind of have their own show going on. So obviously they're interacting with guests, but as they're approaching their line or walking away, they were always like doing something yeah. that was funny to watch. Yeah. And then eventually on the fourth day, we found out. Yeah, I was like, so- we met we met Donnie on day five, okay. Um, okay. and they had their interaction. And Nicole got to say, "We've been waiting every day. We flew all yeah. the way from Disney World." So there's a photo. I think I posted it. If not, I'll make sure I do. I think where Donald did. was looking in his reflection in the window yes. of one of like the the Emporium shops, and he was fixing his eyebrows and he was straightening out his bow tie <laughs> before he turned around to take a picture because he wanted the picture to be good because he knew that we had been waiting. Yeah. Um, we just had so really good. great character interaction. So with that, I will have to say. I ultimately think that character dining loses a little bit of its mm. value because it was so easy to meet Mickey and the and his friends in in the Main Street area of, of um, Disneyland Park. That although we had a good time at breakfast, we didn't yeah. feel like we needed that breakfast to meet the characters. Where at Disney World, I feel like you kind of need a character dining mm-hmm. experience if you really want to have some one on one time without having yeah. to wait quote in a line like while you're eating and doing other things. Yeah, because so, you can go. You can go. A full week at Disney parks and never see, it, really never get never to meet Mickey. We'll never see a character mm. because you're not like if you're not going to wait in those lines. Yes, or you miss. You could just be cavalcade. walking around and you actually never even see them. Yes, so, so they just they are doing it right. I know that it's yeah. maybe because of the um, maybe the customs of some of the visitors that are maybe different there than well, and their crowd levels are smaller. And, yes, I mean it was, it was busy, but you know but it's yeah. a smaller park to begin with. Um, but just people were just really respectful and it was really nice to yeah. see. Yeah. It was You're really like, nice wow, to see. Mm, not in Florida. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So let's jump into a few questions here. Um, some of our listeners responded and I'm going to start out with Rick. Rick says, how many days are ideal to get it all in Disneyland? So, you know, work within your means, I would say. Mm-hmm. We stayed for six nights. So six nights, seven days, essentially. We did not yeah. do a park day on our last day because we just flew out. That was not a day for us. So we were in the park for six days. We did feel that if we were there any longer, we wouldn't have been bored, but we would have been done doing the things we wanted to do and the things that were new to us, if that makes okay. any sense. So I would say if it's within your budget, um, maybe four to five nights, I feel like five okay. nights is a really sweet like spot. Like three park days or four park days? I Truthfully, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I would say four park days. Okay. Um, two, I feel two like for traditionally I've heard three. It's like you can get a lot done in three, but... Well, here's the thing. Like, could we have done... Did we do all the things we wanted to do in four days? Yes. But it was those, it was those two extra days where we just kind of soaked it up. Yeah. And like that's, yeah. we felt good about sitting in Main Street area, just people watching with the characters. Like that happened because we had extra time. Yeah. So I don't want people to miss out on that. Like that was such a unique experience for us. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like if you're, if you're going to any Disney park that's not the parks you're used to, mm-hmm. 
like you kind of just have to tell yourself, look, we're going to get in as much as we can, but like we're going to come back Mm -hmm. because I don't think you can go to any Disney park and really do everything in like four or five. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many other things that you can do. It's like just like I told my friend that they're trying to plan a trip. She's like, how many days? And I'm like, you just need to go for how many days you can do like that you think you can handle with your kids and stuff because you're going to go back. Yeah. So don't freak out about it. But I understand the question. It's just you kind of just have to go in being like, we're going to do as much as we can do in this time frame. And we're going to go back. And we want to explore, right? So we are yeah. we are the type of people who like to also check out resorts and stuff. So it's a little right. bit more limited because there's only two besides the one we were staying in. We wanted to also kind of see what else was going on. We wanted to make sure we took the monorail, which is not nearly as vital and as frequent as you would take a monorail in Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of like small things like that. I never even made it on the Matterhorn or Space Mountain on this trip. So like I was okay skipping that's it. That's sacrilege. Well, that's I mean, sacrilege. I think ultimately Matterhorn is nightmare fuel because like I, it's like way too many enclosed spaces. It's actually I like I've dreamt about it and it's weird. Yeah. And it's it's a fun ride, but it's just not for me. But and you uh, Space Mountain was cool. I just didn't. Space. I didn't get to it this time because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't quite. Um, but again, I tried next time. to do it on the night I had Genie Plus, but they were full for the night, yeah. so I didn't get to do it. Anyway, gotcha. um, so. I would say four park days if you want to be able to get everything in and then also have some built-in time to um, do more absorbing of the ambiance of the two parks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Christy's mom says, would you recommend Grand Californian over Disneyland Hotel? Yes. Again, this is like yes with an asterisk because it's more money, right? So I, it's easy for me to be like, sure, stay at the most expensive yeah, resort yeah. there. Um, but if if you're in the game where you're actually choosing based on preference as opposed to the budget... Um, I, I would hands down choose Grand Cal over Disneyland every single time. Gotcha. Every okay. single time. Um, at Meg McCreesh, I think I said it right. Meg sure. McCreesh. She asked, uh, what is something you love more in Disneyland than Walt Disney World? I feel like you already Ooh. mentioned all these. I did. But... So I mentioned Pirates and Big Thunder Mountain. I do also want to shout out to Peter Pan's Flight. It okay. is an enhanced version of our Peter Pan's Flight mm-hmm. um, over in um, oh in uh, in their Liberty Square. Actually, that's not even what it's called, duh, because uh, Liberty Square is unique to Magic Kingdom Park. That's right. In their New Orleans Square, um, their New haunted Orleans. mansion. I mentioned their Nightmare Before Christmas overlay is unreal, and so is their Holiday um, Small World. So yeah. those are things that they for sure do better there than Disney World. Okay. Uh, John asks, do you have a favorite park of either park? Or, uh, sorry, do you have a favorite park of either park? Yes. So which of the two would be my favorite? I would say hands down Disneyland, just for the same reason I always choose Magic Kingdom as my favorite park. There's just something about like the Fantasyland and Main Street vibes of those parks that are like old school Disney park. Mm -hmm. And you can't, like that can't be replicated to me anywhere else. I think Nicole would probably say California Adventure over Disneyland Park for the old school Hollywood Studios slash MGM Studios yeah. vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. At K Carlisle 12 asked, favorite thing that was not a ride? Oh, I haven't mentioned this until now. Yeah. It was Lunar New Year uh, this season. So right now it's like the third week of January through the middle of February. So what is that like four, five or six weeks or something? Four mm-hmm. weeks. I can't do math. It's a couple of weeks of the Lunar New Year. So it's a fun time to go. Think of it like a, a festival, like how Festival of the Arts mm-hmm. is going on and it kind of takes over world showcase the lunar new year takes over a section of pixar pier and it's just a bunch of decorations there's a processional there so mulan and friends are going up and down the little alleyway there it's really cool they have um we sat down at what was essentially a kid's table and did some coloring we um (laughs) got to like the wishes wall if you will i took a video of it i don't not sure if i posted it so i will do that when this episode releases you can see what i'm talking about but you get a little mickey head 
a piece of paper and you write down your wish for the year, whether it's about you or someone you love or for the world or whatever, and you hang it up so that your wish is like then part of the celebration. And you can just go around and read other, um, the wishes of others. And it was a really humbling experience. I know I talked about it last year when we went, but it does put into perspective how different some lives are than yours and how sometimes problems that I've had don't really feel like problems after reading what people were wishing for. So um, it was a bit of an emotional moment. We both like were choked up over some of the wishes we were reading. I bet. And um, it was just a a really cool experience. But um, they do a meet and greet. There's a section where you can do a meet and greet for different characters. This year is the year of the rabbit um, in one calendar and then the year of the cat in the other uh, that they were celebrating. So Oswald is the rabbit that is the main Mm -hmm. meet and greet character there. And Hortensia, more on her in a moment for a quick deep dive, um, was the cat. So it was representing the year of the cat. And then while they were like changing in and out, you could also possibly meet Mulan or Mulan and Mushu. They were there either together or separate. And Pluto was there in like some type of Lunar New Year getup as well. Cool. And uh, just a cool, unique, I mean, by the way, I met Hortensia until I'm talking about it. I'm, I'm assuming most of you have never heard of her mm-hmm. um, before, or maybe you heard it when I mentioned it in our story. Um, but of course, I was standing online researching who is Hortensia and why is she here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Okay. A uh, couple more here. Abby says, what ride does Disneyland do better than WDW and vice versa? I feel like okay. you have answered a lot I, of these. I answered the first part of that question, but I yeah. do want to talk about the other direction. Was what's better at Walt Disney World than at Disneyland? Yeah. And there are some things. I um, I will say that fireworks in general are better. Yeah. Now, I didn't get to see Wondrous Journeys, which started the day we left. So I can't put that into the equation. That's the new firework show at Disneyland where um, Baymax flies. Hello. What the I heck? know. It's incredible. What is going and, on? And, but there's like, it looks like he's being carried by like drones. Yeah. He, I mean, there, there is, you can see the cable that spans yeah. the sky there because Blue Fairy also flies. But anyway, yeah. um, the reason why I say fireworks is one, to me, nothing beats happily ever after and old school mm-hmm. wishes and, and that, but um, we get them every night. And they only currently do them on the weekends, which I get they're in the middle of a city, but like they just yeah. do projections and they're okay, but like they're not fireworks. Um, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. Um, yeah. I do prefer our, I think, I think I ultimately prefer our Haunted Mansion as a whole. Um, not the overlay. That's not at all what I'm talking about, but I think our queue yeah. is nicer. And um, I just, I just like the vibe more. Maybe it might be because I grew up with that version of it. Um, and a, a small thing like our Winnie the Pooh here has like the Tigger bouncing effect that it doesn't have over there. Yeah. Those are some quick examples I thought of. Um, but a lot of the rides that if they exist in both parks, unfortunately, I would have to say that they're better um, in Disneyland. Okay. Um, all right. And last one here is at Disney's Broke Princess. What is the best dining location for an anniversary dinner? Ooh. So it's a bit of a splurge, but mm-hmm. super delicious food. We did not do it this trip. We did it last trip. The food is excellent, like just it's a signature dining experience, so it's good. And uh, the atmosphere of Disney history, all of this is at the Carthay Circle in Disney California Adventure. It's right there when you walk in. Um, I'm saying it's a splurge because it is a signature dining experience. Yeah. But just our server was excellent. There's a t- So Carthay Circle is a theater with Snow White debut. So it's got a lot of Disney history, mm. a lot of Walt memorabilia, just a lot of cool stuff. Take your time, walk around ask the server some questions about what's going on around you. They'll tell you. Um, I would say that's a great Disney mm. uh, date night kind of a thing. A, a more, you know, for a, for a reason, for an occasion, yeah. date night. Yeah. 
right, let's shift our gears a little bit. We have a couple of little mini deep dives. You mentioned Hortensia, and so I want yes. you to give us a little bit more in- information on who she is, whom Sheems is. Who she? So let's start with Hortensia. Um, this was part of the Lunar New Year celebration. It's a special keep, meet and greet. Can we pause for a second? I keep thinking of Ornatia. <laughs> who is Ornatia? <laughs> From Drag Race. I don't have know. Have you that not? One. You haven't met Ornatia yet? Okay. No. Mm, you're in for a treat when you get oh, there. Oh boy. Okay. okay. Um, well, this character, Hortensia, mm-hmm. um, you might be wondering, well, who the heck is she? Because I have no idea. And I was yeah. the same way. And I'm sitting there on the line waiting to meet her and Googling her. So well, we know that Oswald is a rabbit, Oswald the rabbit, um, from old cartoons in the 20s, basically. Hortensia is a cat. And Hortensia first appeared in 1927 as Oswald the rabbit's love interest. Uh, Hortensia was created by Walt Disney and is then partner UBI Works. You probably have heard that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's that special or that show on Disney Plus that's done by the iWorks group. That's yeah. like the Imagineering story stuff. Okay. So they created this character for Universal Pictures. You may have heard about some of the drama that happened around Oswald mm-hmm. and Disney and UBI Works when one left the other. I think his name was Charles Mintz or something. Something like that. Um, I know that the Mousehoods actually just did this in their story. So feel free to check up on them if you want a better idea of why Disney lost the rights to Oswald. But what happened was when he lost the rights to Oswald, when the trading activity happened, um, Hortensia just kind of disappeared. So Mm -hmm. Hortensia was Oswald's love interest. Oswald wasn't in the picture. Neither was Hortensia. Mickey Mouse came along. As we all know, there was Mortimer Mouse and then Mickey Mouse. And then Minnie was eventually introduced. And Minnie was essentially the Hortensia of the relationship. Mm -hmm. It was the main character's love interest. Mm -hmm. So that kind of further pushing Hortensia into obscurity because no, you know, Oswald's not really as famous. Mickey is super famous. So up until when that that, uh, fell through, Hortensia basically wasn't around. She popped up in a video game. Um, so those of you that, that play that, you know what I'm talking about, but that's like not the common everyday guest probably wouldn't know that, but Hortensia made her theme park debut in 2018 in Disneyland Paris. And, uh, and of course now she's doing a meet and greet this year. So Hortensia is just a cat and it's Oswald the rabbit's love interest. Did you get a picture? You got a picture of her, right? I sure did. Can't wait to see it. Yes. I got a bunch of photos with her. Okay. So this other thing, a little more involved, but I need you to, to ride this wave with me, everybody, okay. because this has a specific tie into something that we thought was really cool in Hollywood studios um, that happened in the last 18 months or so. So um, the end of the story is, you can kind of still see this for the 50th celebration, but the beginning of the story starts with Starbucks and Disney California Adventure. Okay. So I'm walking in there and um, I noticed the, the name of the place is weird. It's called the the Pfeiffer Fiddler and Practical. I'm like, what the heck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, we go in there and I don't drink coffee. So I'm just like kind of looking around and seeing what's going on. And I notice a bunch of posters on the wall for the Silver Lake Sisters. Like, okay, like, you know, probably made up stuff, whatever. But then they would say things like the Carthay Circle presents the Silver Lake Sisters or El Capitan Theater is proud to present the Silver Lake Sisters one night only. And it would say their names and stuff. And some of those names of the venues might sound familiar. Carthay Circle, again, mm-hmm. the, the theater where Snow White, de- Snow White debuted. Mm-hmm. The El Capitan Theater is like a, f- a famous California theater. Um, and the Toontown area of Met, of um, Disneyland Park is the El Capitoon Theater, mm-hmm. which is where they have their Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So naturally, I did some digging, uh, figuring these like things can't be random. They're like 
constantly referring to these sisters and they're using the venues that are like kind of in the Disney lore. So I found out. Would you that say that a, this is a uh, short version of why do they call it yes, that? <laughs> yes, that's ultimately what this is. So of course there's a Disney tie-in both for Disneyland and Disney World. And the first okay. thing I'd like to mention is the, Sil- the Silver Lake sisters are not real. These are not real singers. This is a storyline. This is theming, kind mm-hmm. of elaborate theming to help um, really like bring in the the whole like Sunset Strip vibe of of California Adventure with characters that they basically anchored this section yeah. of the park on. So the name of the Starbucks, like I mentioned, is Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Cafe. That's the official name. You know how it is. They have like yeah. Creature Comforts is Animal Kingdom, but it's really a Starbucks. We know it's Starbucks. Right. So Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical Cafe. Ask for it by name. So the Silver Lake sisters, Dolly, Dottie, and Ethel, three great names. Love it. Love all of them. Um, this is their storyline. They were known in the 1920s as a vaudeville act, each playing an instrument. In order, they played the violin, flute, and piano. And these instruments reminded guests of the shows of the Three Little Pigs, who also played those three instruments, which led them to taking the names of the Three Little Pigs as their last names. So by the way, mm. in the classic cartoon of the Three Little Pigs, they have names, Fiddler, yeah. Pfeiffer, and Practical. They became Dolly Fiddler, Dottie Pfeiffer, and Ethel Practical. In the storyline, they were done with their vaudeville act. They decided to set up shop as, with a, with a, as a coffee place because they like drinking coffee. Fine. So they, prefer, they performed all over the Sunset Strip in their heyday in Hollywood, including Carthay's Circle, where Snow White debuted, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. The Tip Top Club of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, and that's the one of, of interest, and mm. also the South Seas Club. More on that in a moment. The okay. Tip Top Club is something that we've talked about. Um, that is the club at the top of the Hollywood Tower mm. Hotel, which kind of fell off the radar for like Disney storylines until the Disney World 50th anniversary celebration where the Hollywood Studios Beacon of Magic included projecting things onto our Tower of Terror which included the silhouettes of people dancing in the Tip Top Club. At the Tip Top Club. Yes. Yeah. So it was this whole big thing that existed in Disneyland's California Adventure because that um, because of the, the restaurant there, right? So okay. when DCA or when California Adventure closed uh, to eventually become Mission Breakout, they actually Disney actually hired actors actresses to play the Silver Lake Sisters to do one last performance before that Tower of Terror closed because that's where the Tip Top Club yeah, was at their Hollywood cool. Tower Hotel. Yeah. So like, even though that was such like kind of old storyline, they brought it back in t- 2016 and 17. And um, one of the other locations I mentioned, other than Carthay Circle or El Capitan Theater and the Tip Top Club, was that they played at a club called the South Seas Club. It's a pretty specific and possibly obscure reference, but just know that the South Seas Club is a location featured in the movie The Rocketeer. So if you've seen The Rocketeer and you know enough about it, perhaps you recognized uh, when you heard, you recognized the location of the South Seas Club. I haven't watched The Rocketeer in forever. Forever. So the Silver Lake Sisters, kind of like old school Hollywood um, vibes and you can kind of see people dancing to their performance right yeah. now over at Hollywood Studios while the Beacon of Magic is still going on probably until about the end of March. Yeah. Love it. Mm. So there you go. Right. A little mini deep dive on the Silver Lake Sisters. Love it. Well, I think this is a great place for us to wrap it up. Yes. Um, This has been so, so great. Like I feel like I've learned a bunch of stuff here. Good. You, did, you did a great job. Historian <laughs> Greg did a great Thanks. job. Um, so before you wrap us up here with a quote, 
If you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can leave us a review over on iTunes so others can locate us easier on their platform of choice in the world of Disney podcasts. You can also follow along with us on Instagram or TikTok at that Park Life Podcast. And if you'd like to leave us a question, you can do so on our Instagram highlight. It's Ask Beth and Greg. To follow along on our personal accounts, I am at the Real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. And if you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment, or just simply share some Disney magic with loved ones, you can head over to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com and submit a magic gram. It's free for everybody. Lastly, if you want to join our lovely gang of Disners, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatparklife to get our bonus episodes where we dive deeper into the lives of Greg and Beth. Sometimes we share Disney secrets (laughs) and share some exclusive information. And as always, don't forget our Amazon shopping list as well. Link in the description of this episode if you want to head over there and check out some things that we recommend for your trips to Disney or Disney run things as Greg has a list for. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. So with that, Greg, take it away. I've got a quote from Mulan because I figured we're talking about Lunar New Year. I got to see Miss Moo. I don't think that's what she goes by uh, <laughs> in, in California Adventure. So I kind of have Mulan on the brain. Mm-hmm. And this is from the character whose name I'm probably mispronouncing. But I think if I remember correctly, it's Fazu. Does that sound yeah, right, everybody? Fazu. Okay. So Fazu once said, quote, sun and rain, so different. Yet only by working together do they create harmony and life. Mm, so inspirational a little deep quote there for you today so thanks for hanging out with us and letting me talk about disneyland hopefully walked away with some pointers for maybe an upcoming trip for for disneyland for you thanks for sending in your questions as well and we will be back next week yes all right until then goodbye everybody goodbye